Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juzamma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and inimitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. And he will, and the most unlucky will be avoiding the reminder. So, ha means adhikra, the most unlucky. No doubt, who can be more unlucky than the person to whom the Quran comes and the Prophet Muhammad comes and he does not want to listen. He puts his finger in the air, he closes his eyes, does not want to think and does not want to understand. The Quran says the people, they are most unlucky people. You know, you cannot guide them because they don't want to think. They don't understand what they need. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent the guidance who given them the mind and thinking and understanding. And are... So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them, you know, mind to think and understand. And the Quran has come, the messenger has come. Everything is there. If now they don't want to understand, they are unlucky. So these are most unlucky people. The most unlucky one who will be burnt in the biggest fire. Why Quran says Kubara, biggest fire? Because no doubt really, any fire that you see in this world is small compared to the fire of the, <coughs> of the hell. Because that compared to this one, that's a big one. That's why in the next surah, Quran, Quran is saying, the biggest punishment. You can see, the same thing which is mentioned in this surah as the biggest fire, same thing mentioned in the following surah as the biggest punishment. Because any punishment in this world is minor. And no doubt really, every problem that people have got in this world, believers or unbelievers, those problems compared to the problem of the day hereafter, they are minor problems. They are small problems. And everybody, believers, unbelievers, they are only busy to solve these minor problems one day which will be, be left behind anyway. But the real problem, the biggest problem which is going to face by everybody, everybody in the universe and nobody can avoid that, people are not thinking about that. The Quran is saying that, you know, people are considerably, in modern world, there are so many, whenever a fire happens anywhere, you can see that how nice arrangement is that, you know, fire brigades, they come and they, you know, they put off the fire and all, help the people and make the effort that, you know, they can save everybody. The small fire, but people are so much concerned. But the biggest fire, which is million times, I can't say, I mean, there is no limit for that, because this fire, its punishment is very limited. If people burn, they burn until they, once they die, finish. But that fire, its burning is forever. It never makes you to die. 
So you can see it is a million and million times more, more harmful than the fire of this world. That fire, nobody is concerned. Nobody makes effort to learn how to put off that fire. Nobody learning to save themselves and their family or other people from that fire. And now actually the you know, most developed countries are those, those who are only concerned about this world. They are never concerned about the hereafter. Konani trying to say the real problem of the humanity is not this world. Real problem is the life after death. Real problem not this fire. Real problem is the fire of the hell. Real punishment is not what happening here. No doubt, you know, it is, you know whatever the suffering people get in Syria, in Iraq, it is really hurting everybody. But the suffering that unbelievers will get in the fire of hell, that suffering nobody can imagine. It is beyond any imagination. Nobody can imagine. So think really, if people have so much concern and so much you know, hurt when they have any suffering that happening to the people in this world, imagine how much suffering we should have for the people you know, in the hereafter, how, how, much, how much pain we should feel for the suffering that people have gone in the hereafter. But we don't have. You know, people around, for example, we are so much concerned to raise money to send to Syria. Are really we concerned for our neighbors who are not believers how to save them from the fire of hell? We are so concerned that there are so many people hungry, they die out of hunger. Are really concerned about the people who are going to deprive any food or any drink in the Day of Judgment? We are concerned about the people who have no clothes here. Are we really concerned about the people who have no clothes at all in the Day of Judgment? Just think really, do you have any concern? And the concern for these people should be, you know, many, many times more than that, that concern. But we are not having. So the Quran is saying that you know, these are most unlucky people. They will be made to burn in the biggest fire. And then the Quran says, And then this unlucky person, when he goes in that fire, he never will die and he never will be alive. Why Quran says never die or never It is really very painful thing. You know, in this world, any punishment comes, any suffering comes. When people die, suffering is gone. In that world, the suffering will come, but there is no death. People will never die. And Hadith of the Prophet says, when people are paradise, are in paradise, and people are the fire of hell, in the fire of hell, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make the death in the shape of something and slaughter. Finish. Death will be, death will be killed. Death, death has died. There is no death. Those in paradise, forever in paradise, and those in the fire of hell, they are forever in the fire of hell. There is no, no death again. And then Quran says, La Yahya. But that life is not something life. It's not even life. The people in the fire of hell, even if they don't die, but they also don't have life. Meaning is what life means to enjoy. There is no enjoyment, all suffering. All the time suffering. And this uh, meaning has come in the Quran more than once. Like in one of the verses, Quran said, You know, it will not happen that they will be killed and finish and they die. And also it will never happen that the adab or punishment becomes lighter. It never happened. And the people will say in, in the fire of hell to Malik, the guardian of uh, the uh, fire, they will say, Kalu ya Maliku Rabbuk. They will say, Oh Malik, you know, your Lord should finish us. We don't want to live. But that will not happen. And you see how, how unlucky the people are. Even they cannot call their Lord. They will ask Malik, to Malik can ask his Lord to finish their punishment, just to make lighter. They will ask him if you can make your Lord يخفف عنا يوم من العذاب to make one day lighter. Punishment remain, but little lighter punishment. Even that will not happen. 
And you know, in this world, you can ask your Lord anytime. But in the hereafter, people even don't have time to ask the Lord. Allah SWT will say to them, You remain humiliated in the fire of hell and never talk with me. And after that, unbelievers, they never can talk with Allah SWT. They have to talk through the angel. They can't talk with him. In this world, same unbelievers, they have every time, you know, they can ask Allah SWT whatever they like, but they don't ask him. So, you know, this really is one of the biggest punishments you can imagine. That's why Imam Zamaq Shari said that after mentioning that they are into the biggest fire, he said, then Quran says, they will never remain alive there and they don't die. Why it is come after that? Because it is bigger than that. Punishment, if they finish, you know, whatever big they are, they finish. But this punishment that you remain in this condition, which is neither death or neither life forever, you know, that is much, much more one can imagine. Imagine really that, you know, wh- wh- why this book has come. You know, what the purpose of the book is. To save people before the, before if people, before the death, if people accept this message, they can be saved from that fire. But once they die, nobody can save them. In the day hereafter, no messenger, no prophet, no angels, no pious person, nobody can benefit anybody. Your relatives, your father and mother, your sons and children, nobody can benefit you. But in this world, one can make effort to save people from the fire of hell. But in the hereafter, nobody can. And the punishment is so severe, there is no punishment equal to that. That's why Allah SWT knows who can know more than him. He is so sincere to the he. He wants people to understand, even unbelievers. Why he explains so, so much? If he did not explain, people will not know. He explains to they know, so then they can be worried and concerned, and they will make effort to save themselves. That's why it is duty upon the believers to the convey message properly. Tell the people, you have to worship Allah alone. And tell them you worship Allah alone, he becomes pleased with you, and then he will give you paradise. And if you don't worship him, then he will send you, make you to burn in the fire of hell, where there is no death and no life forever. People must know the fire of hell. You must teach them the fire of hell. If you hide that, you are not conveying the message properly. People must know the truth properly. There is paradise and there is fire of hell. Like you know, Christian people, now they don't mention fire of hell. But this actually is dishonesty. It is cheating the people, deceiving them. Then people will not know the how, se- how se- severe the matter is. But when Quran, Quran mentioned the fire of hell very, very clearly, Quran never, never makes anything ambiguous. This is the main message of the Quran. The people who follow the Quran, they are saved and they are in paradise. People who don't receive this message, they are in the fire of hell, a fire which is the biggest fire, which is actually the biggest punishment for the people. Now, in a Quranic way is always that when the Quran mentions the fire of hell and the people of the fire of hell, then the Quran immediately mentions the paradise and the people of paradise. So people can compare between both life and between both people. So now Quran has mentioned the fire of hell and those unlucky people who will be burned into the fire of hell. So after that, Quran wants to remind people, but who are lucky people who will be saved from the fire of hell? Who are the successful people? As Quran, said, Quran has said elsewhere, فَمَنْ عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةَ فَقَدْ فَازِ Those people who have been saved from the fire and they have been made to enter into paradise, they are successful people. So success in the Quran is very, very clear. When we people talk about the successes, or a temporary success. You know, we people think really that if you study, you get a job, you get a house, you get a married life, you are successful. This is never success in the Quran. Never to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because these are temporary things and even those success they have so many problems. The success to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is 
when people are saved from the fire of hell and they have been made to enter into paradise. If they do this, then they are successful. Otherwise, if people become king of the world, Firaun of the world, Namrud of the world, and they have all the power and all the money and all the resources, but they are not saved from the fire of hell, they are not successful people. And the Quran said that in you know, the day of judgment, they will go to the fire of hell. But the, if somebody in, is born in this world, in a poor family, remains in poverty for all life, and has a very hard hardship in the life, but died as a believer, he is successful. And success will come. And there are hadith of the Prophet that in the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will call one of his slaves who was very poor and had a lot of suffering in, in, in this world. But he was a pious person and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards him you know, to get paradise. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask one of the angels, take this my slave and pass him by paradise. And he will pass by the paradise and nice air from paradise will come to him. He will so happy, so pleased. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell him, oh my slave, in the world, you know, when you were born, you were, you know, it's such a hardship and very difficult life. You have poverty and all those things. So the person will say, oh my Lord, I never have been a hardship. I never have been any problem. I never have been any difficulty. One air, one fresh air from paradise will make him to forget all his hardship. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will call someone who has been ruler and master of the world. Money, richness, wealth, army, you know, and people, protection, palaces and forts, all those things. And then Allah will ask one of the angels, take him to pass by the fire of hell. And the angel will pass by him and one air come, will come from the fire and it will touch him. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to him, O oh my slave, in the dunya, in, the, in the, that world, you have been enjoying the life and all those things, such a nice life, you know, uh, you know, money and position and respect and honor and family and army, so much. He will say, oh my Lord, I never have been enjoyment. I never enjoyed anything. One air coming from fire of hell will make him to forget everything. So my dear brother, sister, including me, it really, we have to remember. Before the death, we have got chance. Before we die, we have got time to save ourselves from the fire of hell. Before the death, we have got time to make ourselves to enter to paradise. Millions of people before us who have died, they have lost the chance. There is no chance for themselves them to, to correct themselves. We people have got time to correct ourselves. Understand this properly. Quran has come to remind you. Quran has come as a mercy for you. Quran never come to make life difficult for you. This mercy has come from, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have got time. Think properly. So now the Quran is telling you the way of the success. The Quran says, Those people who do tazkiyah, they are successful. Now Quran is making. Unlucky people are those, Quran mentioned. But who are the lucky people, successful people? Those who did tazkiyah. That I explained in the, in the morning. People who purify their heart and their body from shirk, from unbelief, from bid'ah, from fisk, from sins, from all those darts. They become clean, they are the successful people. This Quran has made very clear. So first Quran is telling you the end result. Quran not talking about Iman, Islam, or Salah. Quran talking about Tazkiyah. Those who have got Tazkiyah, they are successful people. Then after that, Quran is going to tell you what Tazkiyah means, how you get Tazkiyah. But first thing is the end result. Why? So then you focus on that. That basically, Falah, success is connected with this end result. If you become pure, clean, 
you become basically qualified to be neighbor of Allah Taala. No, anybody who's dirty, they never can be neighbor of Allah Taala. Anybody who's dirty, they never can sit with the prophets and messengers. And that means that are the shirk and the kufr, kufr disobedience, sins, bid'ah, and all those things. So people need to clean themselves from all those things. Once you have cleaned yourself, then you are pure and clean. Then angels can come and say salam to you. Then you can be in the company of the Prophet Muhammad Ibrahim Musa and the pious people like Abu Bakr Siddiq, Umar Farooq, Uthman Ali. You will be neighbor of Allah Taala. But if the heart is dirty, impure, and all the filth is there, you know, kufr, shirk, jealousy, hatred, all those things, then people are never qualified to be in the neighborhood of Allah in paradise. So Quran, first Quran mentioned who are successful people. man Those people who do taskiyah, they are successful people. In a Quranic way, understand is the Islamic way, Quran and Sunnah. If people have misunderstood, you know, very much, Quranic way always have been for the individuals that do the best things. Basically, basically, religion is like you know. Basically, Islam emphasizes on idealism for the individuals. Whatever the ideal, achieve that. Whatever the ideal, in prayers, fasting, zakat, hajj, in you know, all ideal things. For the individual people, the mention individual idealism. Quranic way is like the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. In this matter, Quran wants to push you to make effort. Don't waste any moment of your life. Achieve as much as you can do. Earn as many good deeds as possible. You know, do the prayer, do fasting, do zakat, do hajj, you know, be kind with the people, help everybody, be nice to the people, don't hate anybody, don't be jealous, clean yourself, you know, you know most things that people can achieve because this is your life. Like for example, a good student, you know, in, in the university and the college, what the best for them? To spend as much time in learning and studying and making effort as much possible, you know, to become the best student possible, you know, ideal student who does not waste any time. Allah wants the believer to be ideal believer. I the people want the students to be ideal students. If you send your son or your daughter to the university or to the college, you want them to be ideal. You know, they do things uh, the best thing you know, possible. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the way for the individual always is that they must follow the way of the ideal way. You know, not a lower thing. He does not want. He wants the people to be highest possible. To that understand what we say individual idealism. That is the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, for the believers. When it comes to the matter of the society, to reform the society, you know, to face the problems of the society, then basically the way of Islam is social you know, pragmatism. Meaning is, in the society, you do things which is possible in practice, practically. You are not allowed to, to make things ideal in the society, no. Whatever practically is possible. So for example, if the state and the power are not in your hand, then do as much as the state and power allow you and you don't happen to be in the conflict with the state and the power. So for example, if you are a child in your house, if your son, if you are adult, you know, your son and your father is there, your mother is there, and your, your brothers are there, and your grandmothers, everybody is there in the house, and you are adult, you are no Islam properly. If now, if you have to reform your parent and your brothers, you cannot go to the best way. No, you have to think really what is possible to you Practically, they are your parent. You cannot shout at them. For yourself, you can punish yourself. But for your parent, no. Do what is possible for you. For you, the best thing is practically explain to them nicely. Be nice to your your brothers, nice to your sisters, and then explain to them kind of the message properly. 
दैट इज द कमांड ऑफ अल्लाह तो अल्लाह कमांड फॉर योर इंडिविजुअल पर्सनल लाइफ इज डिफरेंट फ्रॉम अल्लाह कमांड फॉर द फॉर दोस्त विच आर कनेक्टेड विद वाइडर सोसाइटी अंडरस्टैंड दिस ऑल दैट आर नेवर बी कन्फ्यूज फॉर योर सेल्फ अल्लाह वॉन्ट्स यू टू बी आइडियल बट वेन यू कम्स योर एक्शन योर ड्यूटीज इन द सोसाइटी देन अल्लाह वॉन्ट्स यू टू बी प्रोग्रामेटिक मीनिंग इज डू थिंग्स विच आर पॉसिबल फॉर यू प्रैक्टिकली डोंट डू मोर देन दैट दैट वॉट इज कमांड ऑल द मैसेजर्स ऑल द प्रॉफिट लाइक फॉर दू सी ईसा अलीसलाम इन ड्यूरिंग यू नो ही इज अंडर रोमन एम्पायर बट इन पर्सनल लाइफ ही इज द बेस्ट पर्सन फाइटी फेराफल्ला द प्रेयर्स कुरान बरका बट वेन ही कम्स रिफॉर्मिंग द सोसाइटी ही ओनली डज थिंग्स विच आर प्रैक्टिकली पॉसिबल फॉर हिम तो ही नेवर चैलेंजेज रोमन अथॉरिटी ही नेवर रिबल्स ही नेवर राइट्स ए फतवा दैट वी आर नॉट अलाउड टू लिव अंडर नन मुस्लिम स्टेट ही नेवर मेक्स एनी फतवा ही नेवर मेक्स जूज टू डू हिजरा फ्राम रोमन पार नथिंग दिस वॉज नॉट पॉसिबल फॉर जूज इट वॉज प्रैक्टिकली इम्पॉसिबल फॉर हिम टू टू करेक्ट रोमन पार वाट वॉज पॉसिबल फॉर हिम दैट वॉट ही डिड अंडरस्टैंड दिस इज टू प्रॉपर दैट एक्चुअली नाउ कैन सी वेन इट कम्स फॉर द पर्सनल पार्टी Quran wants you to become ideal when it comes in the context of the society and the state then Quran wants you to be pragmatic meaning it think properly in practical life what is possible for for you then you do if you don't do less than that then will be sinful but you are not allowed to do more than that because if you do more than that you are going to harm the whole cause you never can do it if isa alislam instead of doing what is possible he started to rebel against roman empire they would have put him in the prison for a first day he couldn't do anything so he has to understand really the limits properly so quran is saying qad aflaha man tazakka those who do tazkiya they are the successful people and now quran mention what tazkiya means to so end the thing first then the way wa zakara sma rabbihi fasalla the only way to do tazkiya is to know your lord properly to know his attributes properly who he is you know him properly that he has no defect no fault he is complete he is alahad asamad you know properly and then you also know that you need him you need you know that he does not need you but you need him you know nobody created him but he created everybody you know that he has no father and no son but everybody has god father and son you know people have people are needed people are created he is creator but he is not he is not created everybody else is created the karas barabbi first understand who your lord is remember remember the attributes of your lord and when you remember that what will happen is it will make you to bow you can see really sometime when people see something huge and big they just bow sometimes they become so overwhelmed if somebody then really you know you can see you know uh, 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 even if you see something big building you bow to your head in appreciation to so when you remember the, your lord you know who he is and how his attributes are you have no choice but to bow, bow your head to quran to waza karas marabbihi fasalla and the people who mention that reviews of their lord and then do the prayer properly then they bow to him they do sajda and you see how the quran the name of the lord you know the one whose name you are mentioning he is not alien he is not a stranger he is your creator he is your master he is your lord he is more beloved to you than your father and mother he is nearer to you than your parents he is nearer to you than anybody else so you know you should be keen to know him you should be keen to learn about him you should be keen to thank him so it is not something quran is asking you to do something which is which you for example if quran ask you to thank somebody who does not belong to your nation never did any favor to you it will be difficult for the people 
if Allah asks you to thank your father and mother, you know, you will think, oh, is that what I should do anyway? And you know your, your Lord, Rabb, is more important to you than your father and mother. The Quran says, وَذَكَرَسْمَ رَبِّهِ فَصَلَّ You know, people who uh, you know, mention, you know, the name of the, their, their Lord, and actually, no doubt really, when uh, Salah comes, uh, prayer comes, uh, prayer actually is the best way to make you to remember your Lord. Remembrance of the Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the best way is the prayer. That's why the Quran said to Musa alayhi salam, salata O Musa, establish the prayer to remember me. The salah is the best thing. And that's why all the messengers, the first command they have been given is to pray. The salah, that's the first command. When Musa alayhi became messenger, Quran said to Musa alayhi La ilaha illa ana fa'abudni. O Musa, there is no ilah, no ma'bud other than me, so worship me. And then Quran said to Musa Islam, Allah said to Musa Islam, O Musa, establish prayer for me. The first, because actually the thing is the messengers, they are very desperate to worship the Lord. They want to learn about that. The first revelation comes to help them because they want to worship and they come to help. And that was the first message to the Prophet Muhammad in the Quran said, O Prophet read the Quran in your prayer. So the first revelation came to do the prayer. Because the Prophet ﷺ, why he was in the cave of Hira? Why he keep coming there? He wanted to worship his Lord. So I just imagine if, if the Prophet ﷺ has urge to worship his Lord, so Allah has to help him to how to worship. But many, I will explain this when that surah comes anyway, but most, many, many Muslims have so much influence by you know, so many propaganda, so they always keep talking to the people. The first revelation came in Islam is Iqra, read, knowledge, beginning of the knowledge. You know, in, in Islam, knowledge is very important and there are so many verses for knowledge. But first revelation did not come to teach people to have knowledge. First revelation came to teach people how to worship their Lord, how to pray properly, because that's what the Prophet needed. And you can see really, if you want to know this thing, then look when the first revelation came. Did the Prophet make a campaign to, to establish a school in Makkah? A university in Makkah? A college in Makkah? After first revelation, what he did? After the first revelation, he started praying. If, if the first revelation meant something else, why start praying? First revelation only meant one thing for him. That you know, you wanted to know how to worship. Now we have sent the Quran to you. Worship and read the Quran in the prayer. Same Musa Islam, every messenger, they are desperate to learn how to worship their Lord. So first revelation comes to help them. Then after that, next revelation comes to make them to teach the same thing to other people, to convey the message. So first revelation always is to help the believer to the messenger how to have you know, connection with their Lord. You know, like, Messengers need this revelation to Allah Taala. Develop that one. So similarly, you know, when Quran says here, you know, it, no doubt, it's the first message. And that's why, correctly, even before what we said, will make you to read and they'll never forget. Meaning, there is not only simple reading. Meaning also there is, will make you to read the Quran in the prayer. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has connected every success of the believer with the prayer. Not just mere reading of the Quran. That's not the main thing. Main thing is read the Quran in the prayer. And if you look in the Quran, you can see the word Qira'atun in Arabic in the Quran comes in the connection of reading the Quran in the prayer. While the word Tilawatun comes in the Quran, it also means recitation. But Tilawah comes in the Quran in the context of following the Quran. It means you read the Quran, think and follow the Quran. And when Qira'atul Quran comes, it comes in the context of reading the Quran in the prayer. 
So, you know, first, first thing is actually salah. Salah. That is the main command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all the people. That word should be the best thing for the believers. No doubt, really. The best, the best time that you spend in this life is the prayer. Since morning until evening, evening, whatever you do, among all the actions, the best your action is the prayer. Salah that you do. Nothing is more important than that. You know, any time that you spend with your Lord, that's the best one. Like, you know, one of the Persian poets said, Aukat hama bood ki bayar basar raft baqi hama be hasli wa be khirdi bood. My real time was the one which I spent with my beloved. My real time in my life was the one which I spent with my beloved. Any other time, it was just basically useless and wasted. The time that actually was useful, the time that I spent with my beloved in his company. Other time which I did in something else, earning money and this and that, that was wasted time. So no doubt, hama ki baqi hama now this prayer, which is the most important thing, and this source of every success in this world hereafter, and every honor for the believers. If believers want to get the kingship, they want to have khilafah, they want to get anything, they only, they only can get if they do the prayer properly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has connected every success of this world and the hereafter with the prayer only. Quran keeps telling again and again, even Musa al-Islam when he is you know, in, in Egypt and his people are desperate to be set from, from, from Firaun and they want to be out of, of, of Egypt. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Musa al-Islam, go and tell them that establish the prayer, then I will help you. Make the prayer. Prayer is the one actually which will help you. The thing is clearly, this is the one which everything you know, depends. Now we Muslims have no importance for the prayer. And really I am surprised if you really see many, many political Islamic movement who are so extreme to get the power and they really, they don't make any compromise in, the, in their thing. When it comes for the prayer, same people, they are loose. They don't want to make any compromise on their agenda. For example, you can see many political movement when it comes to the issue of the Palestine, very extreme, you know, this thing, we never can leave any small part of Palestine, and we never can make compromise, we never can make peace. They're so extreme on those agendas. Same people, if you ask them fatwa about the prayer, they will lose. They will say, okay, if you are living in a country like England, and you know, where the days are short or sometimes very long, like in you know, Shafra and the summer is so long, so you can combine between Maghrib and Shafra. Same people who are so strict about their own agenda, when the prayer comes, they become easy. As the prayer has no importance, as the prayer is a problem. When the Quran makes the prayer a solution for everything, so they will tell you that when you come for Maghrib prayer, you also can do Isha prayer. But same people, when you discuss with them about their own agendas, they have no compromise. Why the Prophet said, we always have been, then every single thing else, he used to make compromise. But for the prayers, no compromise. Even the prayers which were not further upon him. Aisha said, the Prophet said, used to spend so much time in the prayer, that sometimes you know, his legs used to swell him. And I said to the Prophet, why you are making so much hardship? So he said, Shakura. In the prayer, he never made any compromise. Always more and more prayer. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform 
on www.deepdean.tv. That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.